What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Russell the Fourth. Hey, everybody. It's me, Brandy. And welcome to the very first, for your listening pleasure, live episode recap. Woo! Round of applause. <laughs> for those of you guys tuning in right now, there is an entire village behind us. The family is live with us online. If you want to join us live, you can always do so. We are live on YouTube and Facebook every Wednesday at 8.30. Um, but if you can't make it to that, you can always come kick it with us here on the pod on streaming platforms every Thursday morning. Okay, so. This is a much more relaxed environment. We be on here acting a whole fool. So don't come expecting the same Brandy and Russell that you get on the episode. This is another side of us. We are more relaxed. We kicking it with our people. So welcome. You part of the family now if you're listening to this. And we about to get into it. Absolutely. So the episode... Tuesday was why did I get married again you might notice a theme with the first episode of every season why did I something okay first season was why did I get married Mm -hmm. season two why did I get divorced season three why did I get married again we're all out of why did I so season four I don't know what the first episode is gonna be but (laughs) why did I get married again and it's kind of like addressing the fears that you have before going into a new relationship, the unresolved hurt that still kind of lingers there after your last situation that you haven't really dealt with um, before you go into the new one, right? Yeah, so for those of y'all who are listening or in live with us, was there anything from the episode, any nuggets that you took away? I have my own. Um, I actually posted it on a reel today um, on our social media because okay. I thought that that nugget that you um found on your on your social media and you oh, reposted yeah, that, yeah. that that was good um it was uh i'm having a brain fire right now <laughs> it was <laughs> it was oh uh, you marry a fan now you no, don't marry you married, a fan you marry forever yeah yeah because most dudes we need words of affirmation a lot of men need affirmation mm-hmm. and if we're being honest, a lot of dudes are starved for it, right? So it ends up having, we end up having this need for, and it's not just a man thing. This mm-hmm. can be a people thing in general. We end up with a need for affirmation. So people who act like fans become very attractive to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you're this, you're that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's why like, I'd be prayed up like with this, with the the TikTok and Instagram going off right now every day. Oh, you're so, so I wish I could find a man of God <laughs> like you. Uh, blah, blah, Y'all blah, better blah. watch yourself. <laughs> no, but look, no, I'm joking. There, imagine <laughs> a man who did not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or is seeking affirmation yeah. from something he's supposed to be doing out of ministry or something he's supposed to be doing out of service. Right. Like you can't, move like that you gonna fall yeah you know what i mean it would be very tempting tempting or not even that but like you can't even do it well speaking of words of affirmation can i just stop for a minute because sierra just told me that i'm glowing thanks i wish i could take a lot of credit for it but it's this light behind me i think 
And the fact that Ashley did my eyelashes. So I thought it was a good nugget. <laughs> just go, I'm just gonna flip flop right back in here. I thought it was a good nugget Yo. though, because <laughs> believe it or not, that's something that I've heard in my relationships that I don't do enough of that. Like praising, acknowledging, all that. And my attitude in the past was always like, I'm not about to make you feel like no man. Like if you don't feel like that, that's not my job to praise you and worship you and you know to make you feel like something definitely not your strong suit yeah no <laughs> you're but you're naturally like sarcastic and whatever about everything that is very true so and if you're somebody who really needs that it could be really damaging that's why on the episode i was like yo I like i that's real like i'm glad somebody told you that because i'm not the type to just like fawn over you like i show my love in different ways mm-hmm. but if you need that like obviously you know I do. I try to make an effort, but just a natural like, hey, I took out the garbage. Oh, babe, you're so thank you. I can't believe you're such a man and you help around the house so much. And it's just mm, no, you're not going to get that from me. Yeah. So I try to be your support system. My support is more logical, I think, than just like praise. How do you support? Oh, I support. I know how you support. Let me be clear. I know how you support. <laughs> this is for our audience. I get it. I get it. How do you support? Um, I support definitely on my, a lot of my support is very spiritual. Like I make sure that I cover you in prayer every single day, multiple times a day. I try to cater to you to make sure that when you do go out in the world, like you don't have to worry about the stuff at home. Like, uh, who's, how's this going to get done? You know, whatever. Um, I, I know your love language, so I do get a little touchy feely with you, mm. especially when I feel like you need it. And like, I'm always there to like bounce ideas off, give you praise when you make accomplishments, even the times where you like don't um, acknowledge it. Like at the beginning of that episode where you're just like, oh, this is just a thing. And I'm like, no, it's a huge thing. Like you're Mr. Look, let me tell you something. Um, That's weird, though, because <laughs> I don't hear that a lot like what? that. Like that, that surprised me on the episode. I was like, when I said, You're Miss, look, Mr. Look, let me yeah, I was, because, I was like, shocked. You be getting a big head, so sometimes I gotta like be honest. I get a big head, <laughs> yes. How Show, tell, <laughs> tell me the ways in which you see that manifesting in my life? You do get a big head when you do like you, you get a little braggadocious sometimes. Tell me how I, you brag to who you, me, yeah. When I come and talk to you about, <laughs> babe, look how many followers I got, look this, I do that. You have, but not a lot, not a lot. I think once you went viral wow. the first this time, this is like, such cat. It was. It's, it's huge. Okay. Okay. Let's move forward. <laughs> you're li- This is literally not. not reality at all. Okay. I don't even talk to you about that stuff. That's not true. It's very true. Okay. It's very true. Okay. When I hit a million views on that video, I came to you said something. Did you come to me and say, "Hey, baby, we reached a million? I didn't say nothing to you about that. No, no, I'm not that specific, particular thing. But there have been times where we have had the followers conversation. Not that you were bragging, like, "Oh, look, I got so many followers." So da, when da, you da, say da, I da. brag, what are you talking? It's about? not like that. It's not the same braggadocious. But you definitely make sure I know that you like. <laughs> that you went viral wow that, uh you lied to me and told me that will smith just to get my reaction to get me to like wow <laughs> you did it i was playing with you <laughs> okay it's I not a bad thing you. no it's just such a false view of what okay it's like such a misconception did that hurt of, your feelings it's no I, my feelings i hurt i okay. it, i definitely feel like misunderstood because i am 
not braggadocious, number one, okay. at all. Number two, I do not get a big head. I barely talk to you about accomplishments because there's tension there, which we already talked about on the episode. What, what did Unspoken we talk about? tension between uh, accomplishments and things like that. The no. tension between me becoming Mr. Look, let me tell you no, something. That's and how not that, what happened on the episode. I, I you said literally about you said your that. music you career. Said, you I said, said that, but you career. also said about the look, let me tell you something. You become this. Yeah, we're not arguing. It, this is this feels I don't want no, I don't, this it feels is, like it's just very me and you, but this I want to make they sure come that here like, for it. <laughs> it's we're real. also like, hey. This is what they come here for because it's real. We here. Hey uh but we did unearth on the episode how there's some tension between insecurities you have coming out of past situations yes, and how it relates to present day stuff that we deal with. Well, not present day stuff, but future stuff. Yes, absolutely. How I view where you're going in the future. Absolutely. Support that. We're going to listen to the episode. Does it, does it stop the support? No, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Okay. What I'm saying is, is... Me recognizing that tension prohibits me from even bringing it up. I barely talk to you about that stuff. The we, tension we, we, is only around the music, though. Don't do that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. It <All> is. Right. <laughs> okay. To be continued. It's like, hey, what's the next episode? Oh, yeah, next episode. No, no, the one after that. We definitely have to carry this over. Oh, no. We already. We already filmed yeah, the next episode. That's, right, that's yeah. true. Look, we done went off on a whole sidebar. <laughs> hey, Courtney, peace, fam. Thank you for hopping on, bro. And give bro credit as well. He had a part of that glow, too. <laughs> Watching. What up, Shaniqua? Uh, Shaniqua, you, did you? She never watched. She never Ooh. listened to yeah, that episode. She was always like, like I ain't even going to hold you up. I ain't listening. I think there was one time where she said. And I was shocked. I did listen. Confused and bewildered <laughs> about it. No, he does get credit for the glow. Absolutely. All right. What else? What happened? With what? What happened? What do you mean? We were talking about support. That's one of the ways that you support. Yes. And then there was no follow up to that. Or you just don't. Did you already say it? I did. I gave you like 80 million. Oh, (laughs) we done when we done turned so far down another street. I have no idea where that was going. So let's just record. That's good. We done way too far. This is not about me. It's always about you, Shadika, because you always the one. Always the one. Be on a live. Don't listen to the podcast at all. Hey, y'all, what's going on? I'm here. She here for that. What we talking about today? She here for what just happened. (laughs) What we talking about today? But yeah, so the episode was really good. Um, Again. We talked about the insecurities. We talked about the fact that, like, it's weird that the things that we both worry about, I guess, I don't know how to say it. Like, there's there are concerns that we both have about our relationship, but we weren't talking about those things. Like, it was just kind of held up and nobody was saying anything. And it didn't come out until we got here when Russell was saying how like when you get those thoughts and ideas in in your head that are negative and that are speaking against your relationship, how like you have to cast them down. And we both were doing a great job at like, no, that's not real. That's we don't, you shouldn't feel that way to ourselves. But because we were feeling it, we weren't verbalizing it to each other. And nobody was like confirming that. Like I felt a way but he was because I wasn't telling him, I wasn't giving him the opportunity to confirm for me that, yeah, no, that's not real. That's in your head. Like, you, that's not something you have to worry about and vice versa. Absolutely. I want to know something. 
Let's, it's vulnerability time. <laughs> so for all of y'all that are here, I need y'all to open up, participate in the chat. I know y'all did not come here to just stare at us. This is a community. Hey, we come here and we talk with one another, okay? Don't have me talking to myself looking at this camera, okay? I want to know. Let's be honest. Let's be real. What is some residue that was left over? From a past relationship What's some things that even after you've moved on You're over the situation There was still some things left behind Like for me I had self esteem issues That was something I had to address I started seeking affirmation From Women Right like just people like To fill my bucket to make me feel Like I'm somebody I seek that from women but I was baggage that I came out of my past relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like my cup was empty. So I'm curious, what are things that were left from the trauma of whatever past situation it was? It could be four years ago. It doesn't have to be your last relationship. Whichever was the one that did that, <laughs> what's one that's still with you? What about you? Um, I, I talked about it on the episode. It's like the fear of being left. I I hate to say I I had abandonment issues. I don't think that I still deal with abandonment issues per se. But um, when the enemy is trying to tempt me with thoughts that will tear us down, it is like, oh, he's going to leave you. He's going to get sick of you. See, you got an attitude. He don't want to deal with that. It's all that stuff. Um, and some of it is stuff that I just need to process and learn that like... <laughs> Yeah, you got attitude and you need to chill out on that. But um, a lot of it is lies that the enemy try to plant in my head and tries to make fester and grow and then cause a rift between us. Shayla says feeling controlled. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. I've felt that maybe not to the degree, but I've been in relationships where I was like, yo, what is this? Like, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. <laughs> like, I don't like to have saying it's on my head. Like I can only imagine. Cause it's probably that times 10,000 when you're a female in a relationship. Yeah. I haven't never, I've never been in a relationship where I've been controlled, but I've definitely been in one where like there was a power struggle and you could tell that that was the goal. Mm. Um, but I just, I think I'm too headstrong for that. But I mean, Misha will tell you there was times when we lived together in Atlanta and like we would be out somewhere and I would literally sit on the phone with my boyfriend the entire time because he was trying to make sure that nothing was happening. <laughs> you're going to sit on the phone with me so I know you're not cheating. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way I know. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That, I think I can see that, how that can linger on. Because now you feel like, yo, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. And then that could cause an issue. Absolutely. Because you got to be able to listen in a relationship. That's real. Des says, not being enough too independent. Mm. Why you look at me? I can't speak on that. <laughs> I thought maybe <laughs> as a woman, maybe you could identify. You're like, mm, you know something about that. No, <laughs> no same. Um, when you've been told that you're too independent when you're in a relationship with somebody, but like you've had to be independent, it's that's not something that you can just turn off. Like I want to be able to relax and let somebody handle stuff but when you're the one who's always used to handling it it's really hard to turn that switch off now that you have somebody that wants to help you so i feel that too 
Khadija says something I noticed about me. I don't like to open up. I'm very quiet. I'm very um, apologetic over little things. I guess that's me not wanting to come off as needy or annoying. Mm. That's real. Question. Is there any thing that's there that might be helpful? In that one in particular? No, no, no. Not specifically about that. I mean, in general, right? Like, say in a relationship, there was a revolving issue concerning a behavior I had. Mm -hmm. And it caused a rift. And the person maybe didn't handle that right with me. Maybe they didn't communicate it right. But the relationship had issues around the behavior of mine. Now I'm hypersensitive to that behavior and it might feel damaging to me, but what in the instances that like maybe I really needed, you know what I'm saying? Not pertaining to Khadija specific thing, but say I I had a bad, say I had a bad attitude. Right. Mm -hmm. And now it was an issue in my past relationship. So now my new relationship, I'm hypersensitive. Oh, I don't want to think I got a bad attitude. Well, you got an attitude problem. So maybe you should be looking at that. (laughs) Um, Sierra says that I'm cold hearted and naturally seeking ways to be soft. But in actual actuality, I didn't feel safe enough to be vulnerable. I try to now make sure I provide a safe space for vulnerability for both of us. It's helping a lot. Shayla says now I'm just defensive. I think today um, we when I accidentally hit you with the door and you wanted me to say that I was sorry um, and you and you got upset that I I don't know if upset is the right word I don't want to say what you were feeling but you told me that it was a character flaw that um I don't apologize so I think something like that like makes me aware that like okay that might be something that I need to work on so not necessarily from a past relationship but I think your partner or whoever you're with can point out things that you don't notice in yourself and make you cause that. And that could be in past relationships. Like somebody's pointed this out. And like you said, now I'm in a new relationship and like, oh, I should probably work on that. Mm. Um, But I know the way that you talk to me. So if you say something to me like that's a character flaw, I know it's not like, hey, I'm joking with you. Like it's like something that actually bothers you. So Mm. I can fix that. I can work on that. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> I stepped on your shoe and I said I was sorry. You stepped on my shoe? Yeah, your shoe that was laying on the ground. All right. <laughs> I missed like, that. You, you said, oh, okay. I said, I'm sorry. I didn't even know you stepped on the shoe. I wouldn't even talk about <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> Maybe I just don't remember. So, right. yeah, I think there are things that people can point out in you that you're like, yo, I don't think I realized that about myself. I probably need to work on that. That's real. Now, what about the stuff that is left over as a result of being handled or mishandled in a relationship, right? So say someone says you're too independent, right? Maybe what they're trying to say is who I am as a person from my you know, family of origin, from my context, it's really important to me that I feel like I can do for you and I don't see room for me to do for you because you handle yourself so well. And maybe they don't know how to communicate that, they mishandle you because they don't know how to deal with the type of person that you are. And now there's a sensitivity or a lingering thought about yourself that you never thought about yourself, but somebody else put there. Yeah. How do we as people shake that? It's hard. And I think that most of the time, at least in my personal experience, when somebody has said that you're, I'm too independent, they're really saying, make room for me. Let me help you. Mm. Where do I fit in your life? 
If yeah. you got everything, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but I think taking that, like Desiree said, she said, it's all about time and delivery, constructive criticism. So if it feels like an attack because we're having that power struggle over a certain situation and then you throw out, you just too independent. See, that's you always trying to do it on your own. That feels like an attack. Mm. That doesn't feel like, hey, let make room for me in your life. And when you receive it in that way, it's harder It's harder to process it. Not saying that you can't, but it's harder to process it because now I feel like you're saying there's something wrong with me. Absolutely. So I think having cordial conversations, one, like she said, making it constructive and not destructive. And then also like finding ways to, this is specifically in independence, finding ways to help me that I didn't know I need it, sure. if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the way that you handle the kids. Like, I, I can regulate them. Like, you sit down, go here, you do you do this. But you show me a new way to do that. Okay. So, I now I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about them. I can just walk out the house and go do what I need to do and know that you got it. And not like, okay, come with me, put your shoes on, you know. For sure. So, you show me a new way. For sure. That said, it's all about time and delivery, constructive criticism, heavy on that, right? It's the the content of what you're saying is never going to be the issue. Sometimes it is, depending on who you're talking to. But it's more so how you deliver that information, how you deliver that content. So I can say, you know what? I don't see room to help you. But if I say, and if you know room for me in your life, all you do like that right there just changes the entire tone of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The problem is, and that's an internal thing, right? Like when we can't manage our emotions, we might have some information that's really important to us, something that could benefit the relationship. But when we can't do it in a way that's emotionally healthy, mm-hmm. the other person can't even receive it. I'm guilty of that 100%. I rarely. I'm non-confrontational. I don't like confrontation. But when I do go there, by the time I'm emotionally charged up enough, which is a flaw anyway, like why do I need to be emotionally charged (laughs) to say an issue? (laughs) But most of the time, by the time I go, well, I'm not, I'd like to think I've grown a little bit, but it's still an issue. But way in the past, I had to get angry before I said something. That was like the gas in my tank to go say what I needed to say. So yeah. by the time I do communicate it, it's the first time. All off. But it's the first time they heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm coming at you like this has been going on forever. You're like, yo, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? We had that conversation on the on the last season about the always yeah. and the never, mm-hmm. and how when you don't verbalize it, it feels like always. Yeah. But when I hear it, I'm like, I don't never do that because you ain't never said it. You always <laughs> do that. What are you talking about? And now here I am, look crazy because I got a record last Tuesday, and then remember in June when we went to the water park. When you it's like, yo, what? <laughs> so you kind of reiterated something that Desiree said. She said tone. Um, Tierra says I get that a lot. Shayla says that's why it's so important to converse with one. Oh. Sorry, y'all, my screen is doing something. Um, Converse with one another and you may have to go deep and be uncomfortable at that moment. Uh, Desiree says, I don't stop offering assistance and don't stop offering assistance. Effort and change takes time. That part, that part. That's something I had to learn because I think we kind of 
went through that in therapy, like I'm used to, and this is my fault for being way too confident in my communication skills. <laughs> I think once we talk about it, we're good. Mm-hmm. But there's some things that are a process to get through. It's yes. not going to take one conversation because I can talk till I'm blue in the face and articulate as as well as I can my position. That's not going to change your position. You know what I mean? Yeah, and sometimes you're asked, even if it's a, a decent ask, a... um. What do I want to say? An appropriate ask. You're asking somebody to change something that has developed in them over years and you're looking for a change in them in an instant. Absolutely. Like I didn't just become independent when I got in a relationship with you. Like life situations and circumstances have made me have to be independent because no one else was going to do it. And now that you need me to be more vulnerable more open to you coming in to help. Like that's going to take some time. We're going to have to start with some baby steps. And you're going to have to be um, cooperative and great. Give me a little bit of grace because I can't just turn that off. That's not a switch. That part. Tia said, I have noticed it being, I've noticed it being in a relationship. Brandy, it is hard, but I'm practicing patience and hold my peace. Avoid argument. Yeah. I, I I love that that you notice that about you and that you're practicing it. The avoid an argument is what kind of made me pause because we had Russell said this before. Like we have to change the fact that arguments are bad. Like yeah. if you can have a disagreement in a constructive manner. When you come out of that, that can be so beneficial for your relationship. Yeah. I can think of several instances where like we just don't agree on something. But it, when we talk about it, I mean, even if it takes two hours, two days, like two we're weeks. like <laughs> two months. <laughs> We've been there. Can we be vulnerable? Yeah. We question whether or not we were ready to get married Absolutely. because we unearthed the issue in marriage counseling and we were trying to work through it. But it was a huge hurdle. So we're we're coming back every we did two sessions of marriage counseling mm-hmm. every how long was it? Week. Every week. We sat down with two different people discussing the intricacies of our relationship. And for oh, what it was two month yeah. two months, maybe the last two months. Last two months, we did not know what to do with this issue. Right? And Every time it started getting tense, we learned that we just let it go. Every time the conversation got to a point where the emotions got heightened, we would let it go. And sometimes that's good because you don't want to get so emotionally charged that you start acting out of character and saying things that you don't really mean. But then you're not saying nothing. But then you're not saying anything and you've given up on resolving the issue. So for two months straight, we trying to work through this. And it got down to the wire to the wire we about to get married and this <laughs> is not. a huge part of our lives that we don't see eye to eye on yeah i don't want to compromise you don't want to compromise you see it one way i don't see it that way i don't feel like i should have to change i feel like you do have to change what do we do the only thing that saved us is because more so than either one of us holding on to our perspective more so than us wanting to be comfortable and not talk about uncomfortable things more than any, any of that. We wanted each other. And I think too, it, it, it required us arguing. Like it required us getting, it is unavoidable to the point where like somebody's in tears, somebody's frustrated, somebody ready to walk out. Like 
And we had to push. We just had to say exactly what we were feeling with no sugarcoating, regardless of how it made that person feel. Luckily, we were in a safe environment that like if we said something, we had tools to get back from. Not all the time. Sometimes you just have to say it and then y'all can work through it. But if you don't never say it, it'll never be resolved. What happens is, is when I don't verbalize it to you, then whatever story I've told myself that I'm not speaking outwardly sits in me and it festers. And then I create my own reality based on it. So if I don't say how I'm feeling, I don't give her the opportunity to give clarity on whether that's accurate or not. Like say, for instance, she had a rough day at work, right? And she comes home. She don't say nothing to me. I feel like she's being cold. She's being distant. I had a great day. I want to, I want to greet my, Hey baby. That's like, Hey, get up. You know, (laughs) if I don't speak and say, yo, what's going on? Or yo, I feel like you being cold. And I don't give her the opportunity to give clarity on where she's coming from. Now I'm left with a narrative that's starting to form. Those emotions that are sitting in me are now creating a narrative. So now maybe I get through that night. But tomorrow I have a narrative in my head. She don't appreciate me. I might as well be one of the kids. She done came in and this ain't nothing to me. She just not into me. Now, that might not be the case at all, but when I don't address those feelings, those feelings address me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and we we have to talk it out. So I feel you. There are some times when arguing isn't healthy, but nine times out of ten, say what needs to be said and handle yourself accordingly and make sure you're with somebody who can also do the same. Um, hey, Kay, long time no speak, my brother. My dog in here? <laughs> um, what up, Kay? Uh, so Kadisha says something that's really good. She says, when it comes to conflict, I shut down and just become apologetic. I guess growing up, I felt like my opinion wasn't validated or hurt. So it makes me feel like, let me just say I'm sorry and not fight. That's me. That's me. I'm, I'm quick to apologize. And I don't, I think we're different in that. Cause I, I always had a space to say what I felt. Um, but, I've seen the damage that my words can do. And like my parents raised me like, and I think that's why I'm, uh, I think that's why God kind of set me in that environment. Cause he knew I was going to have to talk and use my mouth. But, um, sorry, I'm going to be better. Yo, you are a nuisance. Uh. <laughs> You're a nuisance. Yo, like why? I'm going to be better. Yo, no, you won't. You- the environment. The environment, right? <laughs> but ultimately, it damaged a lot of relationships, close friends, people that I got. Once I got out of my family unit and I went out in the real world and I was in college and I saw how me handling conversations and being um, irresponsible with my words affected people. And one, like I had a bad heart. That's just how I was always used to communicating. Now I'm, I went heavy the other way. Now I'm quick to be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Or no, I take the low road because. I just want, I want relationship. I value that more than being heard. So sometimes I'll suffer more because I just don't want to deal with that conflict. I completely feel you on that. Um, I I think that it's it's amazing how growing up and dealing with some of the same stuff 
but it manifests differently in our lives because I can definitely relate to not feeling heard and not feeling like my opinion mattered. But as an adult, what it made me want to do is force my opinion on everybody Mm. because I feel this way because I think this way, this is how you should think and feel also. And if you don't think and feel that way, then you're wrong. Mm. And um, I, I think just as much as relationships um, form us and sometimes damage us and cause us trauma the environments that we grew up in do the exact same thing so we spend a lot of time talking about the romantic relationships that we've been through but the truth is our familial relationships can either can sometimes do worse damage to us when we go to get into romantic relationships and form these personalities and these characteristics that now because that's the way we grew up We feel like that's the way it is. And now when I'm in a relationship with somebody who may have grown up differently or developed a different uh, personality as a result of the way that they grew up, it's just constant conflict because we don't know how to manage those two things together. A hundred percent. They're connected. Those things are connected. Your romantic relationships are connected to your familial background. The the family context context that you grew up in directly relates to your romantic relationships as an adult right like like you just heard Khadija just gave a wonderful example of that growing up I never felt this and that's why this happens in my adult relationships right one of two things are going to happen either what you grew up in is going to be what you create as an adult or what you grew up in is going to create a hypersensitivity so that you make adjustments in your adult relationships. Like I never felt heard here. So now my adult relationships, this is how I'll act in that. Or this is how it was back then. So now I'm making a decision that I'm going to be heard. You're going to hear what I got to say because I'm not going to live that again. Me, I experienced that. This is what I experienced growing up. So in my adult relationships, I'm not going to deal with X, Y, and Z. And then a new relationship, I was like, I got exactly what I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so it's so heavy. And the crazy thing is none of us chose that. Nobody here chose what family we were born into. We just got what we got. That was the hand that we were dealt. Mm. And a lot of times we'll sit back and be like, yo, how did I get this? (laughs) How did I draw the stick? (laughs) You know what I mean? But the crazy thing is regardless of what it was, regardless of how you feel about it, it was what God knew was necessary for your assignment in this life. Desiree says something so good. You know, we got a bunch of little philosophers that's part of our family. Um, and she said, in spite of versus because of. That's deep. And I think that that is, that is, that's so great. You either go with it or you go against it. And um, a lot for me, not feeling the love from my dad and not really knowing or understanding if he loved me caused me to seek love from people who just meant me absolutely no good. And I stayed in relationships for a long time trying to create that paternal feeling of love from a man. And it wasn't until I recognized that that I was able to change that. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Like when you recognize and understand how you became you, is then when you can make a conscious decision to keep everything that serves you and throw away everything that doesn't. 
And sometimes that changes once you get in a relationship. That's real. Because I was 100% Mrs. I can do bad all by myself. Until I got in a relationship with somebody was like, I don't want you to do bad or be by yourself. And I was like, well, (laughs) now I got to (laughs) change. Well, great. Now look what you done did. But it helped me in so many ways and is allowing me to help other people. That's dope. That's dope. Share this example. Me and Brandy wanted to beat up every man that did us wrong Period. back then until we unlearned that behavior. Shayla, I'm happy for you, but you have the wrong idea about your friend. She ain't unlearned. She still want to beat me up. And I, I feel threatened now. I don't actually do I it back uns- then. I used to do it. I feel unsafe. I don't know what to say. I feel unsafe. <laughs> Katrina says, I struggle with that too. Only accepting and liking the traits and ways of people that are similar to me instead of accepting people exactly how they are. But some very good friends have put me in um Probably my place. Put me in my place and I really appreciated the honesty. And now I seek friends who are equally honest with me no matter what. That is so valuable. Absolutely. That is so valuable. The honest friend. The honest friend, and watch this, hold on, pause, because on one hand, the honest friend is dope when they tell us the stuff that we like to hear, but on the other hand, when they say stuff that we don't want to hear, it's a little too honest, you know, it makes it a little difficult. But you get that B with an itch word attached to your name. Look here. But that, <laughs> you put those too close together. It's not like you just cussed. Say B with an itch. Stop saying it. What's wrong with you? Uh, nah, but for real though, like when you have people around you that regardless of what's going on, they're going to keep it a stack with you. That's so valuable. The, the, I had a friend like that and- What's crazy is our relationship wasn't that great outside of uh, a shared interest we had. Like we did music together. So, mm-hmm. but he was the most honest friend. Like to this day, he'd be like, yo, you're wrong. See, that was me. It's me. Um, I'm learning how to be better with, with my honesty. But again, because of what we talked about before, I thought that my truth and my opinion and my honest was always what was right. And mm-hmm. so I would say things that was very hurtful to people. Yeah. Because under the, guise under of, the guise of, I'm just being honest. I'm the truth. It's just like you need yeah. to know that's what it is. Yeah. So if you can find you an honest friend that's also gentle and caring with their delivery that part. and knows how when to hold their honesty and when to speak it, like that friend is invaluable to to you. And I I'm lucky to have two or three. But just people that you know are going to keep it real with you because that's another way that you grow because not all the time are you going to be able to see yourself clearly. You need somebody to point it out. You need somebody to be like, nah, that's a character flaw. You need to fix that. People not going to like you. I do it to my kids, but you know what I'm saying? You need somebody that's going to do it to you too. That's real. 100%. Um, are we out of comments? We made our way to the bottom of the chat Woo-hoo. and that was... It was coming in hot, so I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we made it there. But I, I think friend. I think where we landed at in this chat is so necessary because when you go through the breakup or when you go through that kind of like traumatic situation and you sit in what that felt like, like that's when you let people in, when you open yourself up to another human being and you let them have access to you, when that falls apart, I don't care how I don't care if you was married or not. Like it's traumatic. It is downright traumatic. And if you go through that and don't learn nothing, 
<laughs> like what? What <laughs> you just went through that and you're going into the next situation ship equally as trash as you were in the last? It's a problem. Somewhere wrong in the matrix. It sounds, but sometimes it does take a minute to realize that because I definitely came out of my last relationship. Like I was not wrong. I did everything I was supposed to do. Mm. And when I get in a new relationship, I'm going to do the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I had people to tell me the truth. And like, I started to learn myself. Like, "Mm, Mm. you suck. (laughs) I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But even before my last marriage fell apart, even when we were together, when it started going bad, the first person I looked at was me. Mm. I didn't even like even though I was the one with the gripe I didn't come to her like hey yo you this you that I said hey are you happy yeah and she was like yeah I am is there anything I can do more like you know what I mean like you need help cleaning more like what do you like is there anything I can do better as a husband before I even brought up my gripe mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing but it's something I noticed you know what I mean maybe it's like a Right now, it feels like it's coming off like a. At the time, it was something I was. I felt really noble about. Like mm. I did, you know. I didn't even, you know. But now, when I sit back I didn't and think even about complain. it, I just asked how I could help. <laughs> That's real. But now, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here trying to process. Like, okay, was that me trying to be noble, and, or was that me having a a bad view of who I was? Mm. Was that low self esteem talking? Was that inadequacy that I felt about myself speaking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Assuming the worst about me rather than stating what my issue was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. I'm going to have to do some soul search and prayer and therapy about that because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's just something to think about. Absolutely. Girl, it's honest. She said, that's my best friend. <laughs> she a mess. A whole one. That's okay. You love it. What up, Ash? What up, Kai? We got fam in the building. What up, y'all? Yeah, so if you have not yet, go check out the episode. It's still up. It just was loaded up on Tuesday. I think it's so valuable because that conversation is one that I don't care how old the situation was. Any time that you get a chance to look back and assess what went wrong, there's gems there's wisdom that could be pulled from that. And it's not always like if you leave from a relationship and the only thing that you could think of is what the other person did, there's more soul searching to do. Absolutely. Unless you're perfect. And I don't know how to have yet to meet that person. That part. There's always areas (laughs) that we can improve. Right. And if nothing else, if they were that trash, then what part of you saw that and said, this is what I want. Yeah. If they aren't perfect, if if you were perfect in this scenario and they were that bad that the relationship fell apart and they are just the worst person ever, then what part of you looked at that and said, that's what I want? Um, I was on TikTok the other day and a girl said that um, the relationships that you put yourself in are a reflection of what you feel about yourself. Oh, she's jocking. And I said I was that. Like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Hmm. <laughs> because like it was honest for me like I never looked at it that way but a lot of the relationships that I dealt with and put myself in was because I didn't think I deserved nothing better mm. and if I had even a just 10% more self-esteem back then it, there's a whole bunch of situations that I would have completely avoided absolutely 100% I just did a um 
I had this thought, and I, I'm up, I'm gonna post this on TikTok. So if you, anyways, this doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but I just saw this experiment, right, where Payless took their same shoes, mm-hmm. the same shoes that they had that are marked at thirty five dollars. They rented out this space, and they called it Palessi. They revealed it as this brand new luxury designer brand. And these same shoes that cost $35, $20, they charge $600, $700, $800, and up to $1,000 for these same shoes. And these people, the same people who would never step foot in a Payless, were lined up out of the door to buy Payless shoes. Then when they revealed it to them, they were like, shut up. No way. Payless refunded them their money and everything. But that's just to say, like, the only thing that they changed, they didn't change the design of the shoe. They didn't change the material it was made out of. The only thing they changed was the price tag. Mm-hmm. Because the price tag communicated value, it attracted people who desire that, which is valuable, right? So for us, when we don't even put the right price tag on us and we're cheap and we're accessible to anybody who's in search in the market, we attract that which... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you, like, as a man think, so is he. That's in the Bible, right? Like, when you believe that about yourself, when you believe you deserve a certain standard, you attract that standard. That's so real. <laughs> Khadija says she's not sure about that because in a relationship, I'm quiet and timid. But when I'm single, you can't tell me nothing. That's, Everybody. <laughs> that's like Debo. Like, <laughs> when he be, I shut up. When he be, I be talking again. <laughs> And that said, that's a word. A word. So you're gonna see that tomorrow. Definitely will. <laughs> All right. We have entered the end of the chat. Is there are there any lingering questions, comments, thoughts? Um, for us coming back for season three, um, we had all these new bright ideas and things that we wanted to accomplish. And I think that if the first episode was any inclination of how this season is going to go, I think y'all in for a treat because I don't think we ever start off this, this good, this deep, this, you know, we in our groove. Now we veterans. <laughs> we, we, veterans. we season three right now. We vets. You know <laughs> so like we, it's been officially a year. It is. It's wild that as we're promoting the new season that all the memories of. Yeah. Hey, y'all, did y'all listen to the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's It's been all up in my Facebook memories and our bad graphics. Lord. The struggle was real. We came back. <laughs> y'all real for rocking with us through season one. If you listen and like became, if you found out about us, not the people who know us, but the people who found out about Brandy and Russell through the What They Never Told Us podcast season one, and you're still here, you deserve something. A round of applause to y'all. <laughs> because. Thank you. Season one was a whole struggle. If, yeah. if nothing else, it gave us some very laughable moments. Mm-hmm. But like from the attire, from the decor, from the graphics, from the visual, from Quality the mistakes visual. that we were making. Yeah. Like I would have been like, these folks is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> why do they have a, you know, you see people, you'd be like, why do they got a podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we was not that. Now you calm nah, down. We was bad. If nah, you went we back and listened bad. to like season one, episode three. It's all horrible. I was like, what were we talking about? We didn't, I don't think we knew how to communicate with each other yet. We were new. Like we, the, we were the, new in a relationship. Yeah. We were new. The podcast, in the podcast grew as our relationship grew. This, yeah. 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 For it's sure. Real. It's definitely a reflection of 
the growth that we've experienced. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yes, Ben, when you thank y'all so much for the congrats, appreciate it. And thank y'all for rocking with us all this time. And like the Facebook lives have always been just like the inner sanctum, mm-hmm. the people that have been here since day one. So Kadisha said she missed the lives from the couch. The couch, the, <laughs> the phone, the apartment, none of that existed anymore. That's when it was trill <laughs> on the couch, on the cell phone. Listen to lo-fi music on YouTube in the background. Look, I'm telling you, playing playing music on the background of the TV, no mics, no nothing. That's when it was trill. Uh, she, just, she deserved the OG badge. Facebook she need to come up with the OG, OG badge. badge. <laughs> That's real. Kay said, many people issues them from what's hidden in their subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the reason why people keep attracting drama. That's real. Mm. That's real. There's definitely stuff that lives in the back of our minds and the dark corners of our minds that even we aren't aware of. But you'll see them manifested in relationships and the people that we attract. Mm -hmm. That's 100% facts. Absolutely. Yeah, we stumbled upon some of that in, in marriage counseling where, you know, Luckily, we had the opportunity to be in marriage counseling with people who know us really well, people who knew Russell really well. I mean, like his sister um, and just, you know, spouted off something. And he's like, yo, I never even thought about that. But because of something that he lacked in childhood really created a need in adulthood. And if I don't know if she would have ever pointed it out, if it would have been a connection that would have been made. Because it's just something that just lived back in the makeup, the DNA of who you are. Mm-hmm. No, I just need this. This is who I am. But yeah. who you are was formed somewhere. Everybody is who they are for a reason. Mm-hmm. Nobody is just the way they are just because. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why we are what we are. Um, and like you said earlier, like when you know why, then you have a better vantage point to see what aspects of you serve you and what aspects of you do not serve you. Right. So if you got a nasty attitude and you don't know how to communicate and every time somebody tries to talk to you about it, it's just, this is how I am. This is just, I don't know no other way. This is just who I am. Well, you going to be alone. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. You're alone. Cause ain't nobody going to sign up for that for the rest of their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you can look back and say, Oh, I'm that way because I grew up in an environment that fostered that type of behavior. This is what I've always seen. This is my context. Now that I know that, and I know I'm not just hardwired to be a cold, bitter, mean person. Now I can look back and say, okay, does this help me or hurt me? Oh, clearly it's hurting me. And there's people in my life who I love dearly, who are getting ready to leave because they cannot take a harmful, unsafe situation. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, it just came back to my remembrance, something that I was thinking about the other day. And and we we understand ourselves and we make changes going forward. But when we understand ourselves, it also gives us an opportunity to look back and understand the people who raised us. And I thought about, okay, I am this way because of my environment, the things I went through, the the way I was treated, good and bad. You know what I'm saying? But it has made me this person and there are things that I want to get rid of and there are things that I want to keep. But then I think about like, what environment did my parents grow up in that made them the people that they were? And Mm. where sometimes we're so quick to like point a finger like, well, we my dad didn't do this. My mama didn't did do this. She did this and it really hurt me. He did this and it really hurt me. But like, what about the way that they grew up? 
made them that way. And I also think about what are the things that I'm doing that's going to shape who my children are in the future. And it it gave me an opportunity to just really appreciate my parents on a different level. Because like like you said, nobody is just who they are, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so the things that I may have felt that either of them lacked as far as being parents could have been because they lacked something as well. And they were just doing the best that they knew how to do. Yeah. And absolutely. I really, I did. I gained a new appreciation for the both of them. That part. Yeah. Like, and being a parent will give you clarity on how difficult of a job this is. Cause you could think you killing it. And then your kids get older and they look back and say, you know what? You never did this for me. Huh? <laughs> and yeah. it's real. It's real. It's real. And not for nothing. I think my parents did a bang up job. But once again, in any relationship, there's going to be error. You will be failed when dealing with people because people are flawed. There's no perfection in man. So there's no relationship that you're going to have that is absent of issues, including parents. Mm-hmm. Be, just because you had sex with somebody and created a life does not mean that you know how <laughs> what to do with that life. And we don't go in no manual. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, look, when my son was born, I'm still dealing with my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still growing up. I was 25. I didn't have it figured out. I was 19. Look here. <laughs> I ain't know nothing. Look here. We had to figure it out together. <laughs> I'm praying for my kids. Say, look, I hope I didn't mess you up too bad. <laughs> you know I mean? I, I'm about to apologize now. Look it's here. probably going to be some therapy in your future. It's all good. <laughs> therapy and Jesus. We're going to pray for you. You're going to need it, children. <laughs> but it did. I was like, wow. Like, my, my parents, not even just my mom, because my dad wasn't there because of his own reasons. You know what I'm saying? And like mm. you said, you're you're almost like, you know, you're doing what feels good to your body. Yeah. You know that it's a possibility that a baby may come from it. But in the moment, you're not thinking about that. No. And then when it's here, it's like, mm. You're shocked. <laughs> How? How did this happen? <laughs> I got I got a whole bunch of other stuff that makes me feel unprepared for this job. And some mm-hmm. people take it on wholeheartedly and some run. Yeah. And maybe the reason why they run is out of fear. But may or unpreparedness or irresponsibility, but maybe it's because they don't want to do worse damage by being there. I recognize that I'm not the person that I need that you need me to be, and I feel like it's gonna be better for you if I'm not there. Mm. But the whole time, all I see is you wasn't there, and I didn't have this, and I feel like a piece of you would have been better to know you. But because of what they deal with, they thought that they made the right decision. That part. It's it's so, I don't know, it's just so profound to me. Like, having the opportunity to really reflect on who I am, why I am this way, and who the people who made me are. Absolutely. Grace is the, the secret sauce on all of it. Absolutely. Grace, 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 grace. <laughs> Desiree says a small fund set aside for therapy. Laughing, but very serious. <laughs> we support. For real. <laughs> we not one of them people that be like, all you need to do is pray. You do need to pray. But this is wise. Okay. Well, Jesus I just, and look, therapy is great. Look at us on the same page. What he said, you, oh. this is why grace is so important. We all need space for grace Absolutely. to fill in the blanks that's been missing from our parents, missing the mark. And that's to our children. 100%. I pray that my kids, when they get older, have the wherewithal to give me grace because there's lots of damn clarity on. You know, I don't, I don't like 
I, I don't know what divorce did to them. Absolutely. I don't know what they felt. I don't know what feelings they have. They might get older and say, you know what, the reason why I'm in this way because I saw my dad leave my mom. Or you don't No know. clarity on what happened. They just, yeah. you know what I mean? Or you don't know what just the, the lifetime that the life that y'all spent together. You don't yeah. know what that showed them. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like you really don't know until it manifests. Absolutely. Or things I did with good intention. Mm-hmm. I, I love you. I want to do I want you to be an amazing person. Maybe I'm being too hard on my dad was too hard on me. This is why this and this. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I then pray imagine, that they have the word thought to give me grace. And then imagine getting in a relationship with somebody with all of that. Like that's what we do. Yeah. We bring all of that into a relationship and just expect for this person to be the perfect person for us. Yeah. When they dealing with all their stuff, mm-hmm. like you as a man who has dealt with your past stuff, but you also now have realized that you have to deal with future stuff because when whatever manifests out of that will manifest out of your kids and it may not all be negative, but some stuff is probably going to be, then how do we deal with that in our relationship? Cause now you feel guilty. Like I was trying to do what I thought was best. And nah, I don't got I'm no way. I'm not saying you. <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, look, I tried. I'm trying to figure it out. That's but what I'm I did. saying, like, this is all baggage and context that we bring into relationships, but we expect the best out of people. Mm. We expect you to just know how to love me and know how to do this and know how to support me. Yeah. But like everything that you're dealing with, that might not be the case and i might have to teach you some stuff and we might have to talk about some stuff and i might have to let go of some expectations that i had because it's just not realistic for who i'm with yeah at this at this stage of my life i'm learning just to expect people to try i feel like that's a safe compromise for me Mm -hmm. i don't expect perfection i just expect you to try Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if you're showing that loving me properly in any relationship or treating me properly. Like there's some things you're just not going to know to do or know how to do, Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean? But I just, I just expect the people around me to just try children included. Like I don't expect to be perfect. Just try. You know what I mean? You're going to make mistakes, but just show me that you're trying. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. That part. Where the mic's at. Khadija said, you don't know those things until you ask. Closed mouths don't get fed, that part. but some And sometimes when you ask them, I, you might, the person you with might not even know how to verbalize it. Mm-hmm. What you do when you open your mouth and you still don't get fed? <laughs> hey, yo, I need this. Hawk, I, hawk. I ain't got it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to know how to handle that. Hey, I'm fresh out of that. I don't know what to give you. Because that doesn't mean that the person doesn't love you or they're not the person that you're supposed to be with. That doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means that they might not have it to give. Yeah. How do I help them get it? Or how do I learn to live without it? Nah, yeah. I feel you. And that's why you got to know your non-negotiables, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that you're willing to sacrifice, something, some things you're not willing to sacrifice. Absolutely. Shayla says this is a great episode. Thank you so much. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> I'm done talking. My throat's dry. <laughs> I'm over it. Y'all got questions right now. Quick Q&A. Drop them in the chat really quick. We finna sign off. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, episode suggestions, uh, feel free to shoot those to us. Also, um, at the beginning of every season, uh, we do a drive to to get, um, what's the, reviews. 
reviews. If you have mm-hmm. an Apple phone, if you listen to your episodes on Apple Podcasts. You can do Spotify now too, reviews. Oh, dope. If you listen on Spotify as well, you can leave a review. I have no idea what just one review does for us as content creators and podcasters. It's astronomical. Um, every time we do this, it puts us on a chart. So beginning the season, we're asking you to do that. If you have the time to do so, leave a review, drop a comment, some stars. All the love is greatly appreciated. And we always thank y'all for holding us down. And I do want to say you can leave a review on Facebook. It does nothing for us. I mean, we love to see it. But if you're going to take the time to write a review, please do it on one of those that he yeah, even just or write it on Facebook and then copy and paste it on another one. Because <laughs> don't do it on Facebook. Everybody this, is one, this is one area where the five star rating on Facebook does not help us. You're right. Well, at one point when they were doing podcast. Oh, yeah. that's, oh that's another thing. There's no more podcasts on Facebook. So for those of you guys who like listening to the podcast on facebook that's no longer a thing they sent us an email at the end of season two and said hey we're sorry podcasts are no longer part of facebook uh we thank you for your contribution to our community good luck on your journey <laughs> so uh apple podcast spotify amazon wherever am you know podcasts are streaming and if all that else fails youtube absolutely all right y'all if nothing else um, we gonna give y'all ten more minutes if y'all need it. If not, then we gonna sign off. Now they ready. They saying good night. Good night, y'all. Oh no, the numbers is fluctuating. First it went down. Now it's back up to eleven. So it's all good. Um, give the people more information for the people who will be listening to this about Patreon. About let's do that spiel again because I don't think they got that. That was before we started. Um, we will be streaming every time we film an episode live uh so if you want to watch us film an episode live you can join us on patreon there's also going to be more exclusive content there um on patreon for those of you guys are here by way of tiktok um if your followers are me or brandy you listen to the daily prayers the daily words uh for those of you guys who want one-on-one coaching uh, more intimate settings to talk about whatever your heart's content uh the place to do that is going to be on patreon okay so uh, more information about that coming. Um, you getting two episodes a week now. You got the live every week. You got the podcast episode every Tuesday. Another episode on Thursday. It's lit. We will post the Patreon link to our. It's it's on the What They Never Told Us page right now. Um, so you might have to look for it. We'll post it again, but because it's a link to an another website, Facebook don't push that out. They be high in that. So like, oh, you trying to you trying to <laughs> you're take to, people off our site? <laughs> Your page is silence. No one's gonna see this. <laughs> so we gotta chill. I'm scared to say Patreon. No, listen, here. we posted something that got like eighty something likes, and then I posted that it got two, me yeah. and somebody else. Yeah, it's so and I think I was the other person. <laughs> oh, so yeah, let's do so that. we we will post it again, but um, just know you might have to search for it on the page. Part. Um, Absolutely. She says every time I try to type Patreon, Siri auto corrects to Patron. I don't know what <laughs> she's trying to tell me, but I need to correct myself. Or she might be trying to tell on you. Uh, <laughs> she don't mean that. Oh, she we know, know she mean Patron. We, we know what she's trying to say. <laughs> Here we go again. It's the weekend. <laughs> Siri, like it's only Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> I need to correct my sentence. <laughs> thank you you so much so yes right after this if y'all stay on and uh stay on facebook we'll post it so it doesn't get lost 
um, just go directly to the What They Never Told Us page and it will be on there. Um, and maybe we can put it in a, can we put it in like our bio? I don't know. It's in our bio on TikTok. And I don't know if the link will post. Maybe there's something oh. where we can put our website on there. Maybe we can put a Patreon on our website. Yeah, We'll figure it out. But y'all will. She's asked where I don't drink anything other than wine. <laughs> Just messing with yeah, you. Yeah, we're joking. She's like, uh-uh, I don't do that. <laughs> My pastor might listen to them. You no. do. <laughs> um, so we're gone because we got to get the kids ready for bed. They get a late night tonight. So always remember, we love love. Y'all should love love too. Peace out. Peace.